Welcome to Tutors of Life Podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 207. Mm-hmm. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And this is Ryan. There we go. Love it. This will just be a Tudor talk episode. Hey, this is going to just come out on Monday and you guys are going to enjoy it. Okay. <clears throat> um, we're talking about uh, fasting. fasting. And uh, the, the shorter your window of eating in the day, the more... The, the healthier you are, the healthier you can be. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, go with what you're saying, Ryan. Oh, I was just saying that I watched something on YouTube that basically if you fast for 48 hours every six months, you can basically extend your life. The reasoning behind it, I can't remember, but... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it pretty much say, like, they say after 15 hours, your body starts to attack like absorb the like bad cells in your body Mm -hmm. so that's why it can extend your life is because it it absorbs and like kind of eats the like cancer cells or anything bad that's in your body yeah and they say like so if you have a cold or a flu um they say to try not to eat the whole time so that if all you do is drink water your body doesn't have to work on processing food all it has to do is work on getting rid of the sickness dude so you having pancreatitis probably extended her life like five years <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> uh, what's the you know, say what's the longest you guys have ever fasted i ate no food no food at all for 96 hours because yeah. oh, of pancreatitis, of pancreatitis. Yeah. i besides pancreatitis i've made it 18 hours mm, i probably have gone longer when i've been sick I think I've only done like sixteen. Yeah, I might have to try it now. Um, uh, Rob Bailey says he does it every once in a while, and like he just drinks electrolytes throughout the day to obviously yeah. like keep uh, his body going. Yeah, the YouTube guy said too. He said literally like your energy would feel like you'd have more energy at certain points in the day for mm-hmm. not eating because like your body is kind of like freaking out a little bit. Yeah, but I remembered because I <clears throat> I used to fa- well first off Casey Ritzel. Mm-hmm. Just rocked out a forty-eight hour fast. Did he really? Last weekend. That's so cool. Or two weekends ago. Sorry, but um, when I used to fast because I would quit eating at eight and then I wouldn't start again until noon. Mm-hmm. From like eight to ten, I was like dying. Like please, yeah, eight yeah. to eight to ten a.m. I'm dying. I'm like, please God, let me get through this. And then from like ten to noon, I felt like a, an unleashed God. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of shit. I could get done. I was just boom, 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 going, and uh, and then twelve o'clock would hit, and I'm like, oh, eating, huh? Yeah. How does forty eight hour fast go? Um, he messaged me when he was at forty eight hours, and he said, "Should I keep going?" And I said, "Yeah." And so he kept went going for a while. Dang. Yeah. That's I think really he cool. went like eight more hours or something. I suppose you get to a point that, like, you just, like, don't even really notice that you're hungry. He said he's just, like, feeling buzzed. The only thing that would scare me is, like, going to sleep on, like, a super empty stomach. Like, are you going to fall asleep easy or is it going to be kind of, like, I don't know. Like, you know. Or, yeah, are you going to have, like, stomach pains, like, hunger pains? Oh, you ain't falling asleep easier. I highly doubt you're falling asleep easier. Yeah. I'd have to ask him about that. That'd be the only part I'd be like, am I going to have to fight to fall asleep for an hour and hate my life? My issue with that is, like... I, like today, I ate at 10. Well, no, I guess I did eat an early lunch at 11.30, but I wasn't actually hungry at that time. Okay. But, like, there's times I eat at 10, and then, like, I'd be fine to not eat until, like, 4. 
What do you mean? Like my like, it it's just so hard for me like to do a big long fast because like oh. I like to just have a big break in between my two meals. Yeah, so you would just have to eat one of the meals. Big. Probably skip the first one. Skip the first one yeah, and then probably. just eat double. I've noticed that though. If I <clears throat> skip a meal, I can double up on a meal mm-hmm. and I don't get too fucked up. Like sometimes yeah. I'll miss one. Like I'll, like I'll be like, oh shit, dude, I've got to get 2,000 calories in in two meals. And I'll be like, well, I could just pop down about 18 to 2K in one. And then I just like do it. And I'm like, huh, I surprisingly can still function. Yeah. I know. I think you can just like, because if, if you miss it, then you just like can add it on later. <laughs> it's probably not good. Yeah. I don't know. The thing is, I feel like if you double eat, like, the chances of you getting any bloating or, like, foggy is, ha- like, it's so much higher. Well, so, you remember, uh, for a while, what the hell is it? Mark Bell? Yeah. Mark Bell was doing one meal a day for a while, and he would sit down, he gave himself 45 minutes to eat, and he just had, like, a table full of food, like, because he had to get all of his food oh, in man. one meal. So he'd sit down for 45 minutes and he would just eat it all. He's like, yeah, I feel actually really good doing this. That's what Andrew Tate does. Yeah. yeah. One hour of eating, I think, in the afternoon. Yep. But I don't. It's as much as Mark Bell. But Dude, <laughs> you have to just feel like shit after that for like a brief moment, right? Because you would have to be really full. Um, or do you think your stomach no, just gets used to it? No, I because... Healthy food. So yeah, he's, yeah, he was like, no, like he's like, I finish up eating and then I just head out and do shit. That's crazy. Because like it would have to be healthy foods. Oh, it's all it's Has all to. healthy food. Yeah. There's no junk. I suppose, yeah. But you gotta think about that. Think about every time you eat throughout the day and your fogginess you get after for a little bit. Usually you get a little foggy after when you eat, mm-hmm. just a little bit. So you get rid of all that. You don't have to worry about meal prepping a bunch of shit because all you're doing is just smashing food at night. You don't have to worry about finding a microwave to hit nothing. You just Know that once a day at 6 p.m. you eat for an hour. That's insane. It's going to take you an hour to cook all that food, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, you'd still probably just meal prep. You just keep it all there so when you get to your meal time, you just... But you don't have to, like, separate in containers, That's nothing. True, you just, yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pour yeah. all my food. That's so true. I'm gonna... That's what that's what Tate does. So, I mean... Dude, did yeah, you, what's his name? Top G. So. Top G. Did, <laughs> so in the in the podcast, he says he lives off of two things: caffeine, so coffee. He drinks like fifteen cups of coffee a day and nicotine. That's what Top no, G no does too. Top G. Yeah. No wonder why he could fast for so long. Yeah, he's always feeling he's something. Su- yeah, he's suppressing <laughs> his hunger with coffee and nicotine. And nicotine, exactly. Seems fine to me. He's doing pretty good. He's doing well, all right. Maybe not right the now. The top G. We don't know about his health. He said he got health. his bloods done. All of his bloods were right in check. They were great. It's healthy to me. He said his his test without being on TRT, you're not in 1,200. Monster, dude. Do you imagine? Natty test at 12. I don't even got that on TRT. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. A lot more guys getting on TRT. Makes me kind of excited. All because of you. Yeah, half the neighborhood. It's because, uh, because I just... Decide to tell everyone when we were younger that drugs are cool. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Mimi, get down. All right, on to the on to the continue. So, anyways, I think it would be fun to try moving to even doing like a a, a six hour or eight hour eating window just to like train yourself to that. 
because then you're getting in one to three hours of the benefit after the 15 hours. Mm -hmm. And then if you can just work your way and take that down to even like four hours, if you just had four hours to eat in, so you get two meals in. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I really like creamer in my coffee. Sorry, that would be the hard part for me, but mm. yeah. Wouldn't even affect me, dude. All you guys in your cream. Splash of milk in there dude, at least it's... or something, but. I, I usually like to do like, um when I pour my black coffee, I like to do another pour of black coffee. Yeah. And then I just. I got, I've given Duncan like $3,000 in the last year, <laughs> so. It's yeah. so weird because I love dark bitter chocolate. I just can't do coffee. Oh my god, it's so good. I've gotten better at not having like the tasty creamers though. Yeah. My creamer now is pretty yeah, no plain. Fla- no flavor anymore. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Mm. It's fun. Cool. What else we got, gang? What we were talking about gang, something gang. else. Oh, property management. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Property management oh is god. not very fun. What's that thing, Sam? What's what thing? This? Yeah. It's a light, but I need an adapter for our router to make them fun colors. Cool. And then it'll light up our bookcase, and we'll, I'll probably put something there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Property management? I don't know. Property management ain't dope. I guess the only thing I could say is I learned I watched. Did you watch the live with Logan Rankin or not yet? No. Sean mm-hmm. watched it. But yep. my, the big thing I learned, I think, that I am struggling with so bad in property management is that we don't have a commander of the ship, and it's like all of us are kind of sticking our feet in. So no one's treating it like a business. So basically we're just letting so much stuff fall through the cracks because it's like not one person's responsibility, like mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just... Uh, yeah, we're kind of doing like <sighs> a... I'm setting up the systems and kind of like slowly handing them to Brooke as I get them done. Mm-hmm. But it's just... Uh, it just takes so much time and uh, yeah. working my full-time job and doing that. It's just a lot. I don't necessarily think it'd have to be like it's your full time job, but I think it has to be like I'm responsible for it. Like yeah. that someone has to like care and be responsible for it mm. and then you're good. But like us right now we have everyone's doing something else and no one's like overseeing it and it mm-hmm. just slowly just I don't know. Mm. It's a mess. Yeah. We've had it because uh, on Tuesdays me and Brooke take half days from our jobs. And then cool. Sean's always in the office on Tuesdays. So it's been really nice because then the three of us will kind of meet up and be like, okay, what's happening in mm-hmm. property management world? And pretty much just Brooke and I doing our part and then telling Sean, like, okay, this is all the maintenance things. When can you get them done? Mm-hmm. So You'll have your roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Which is good. Kind of need that. I just hate people. I really hate people. <laughs> <laughs> That's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I don't even. That's I what... genuinely love people. I know this is why it's perfect with me, you, and Brooke because you and Brooke deal with the people. I do the I behind the scenes system stuff. It's great. Yeah, I generally like people a lot. Um, the thing that gets me going, dude, and this is like my biggest issue at the gym is like there's so many. I mean, it's just like what we talk about all the time on here. The level of people that are like bitches now, um, it just it just fucks me up. Be down. Yeah. Don't. Don't. I just hate the people that are like, their main mindset is just straight to negativity and like, yeah. straight to, yeah, just downward thinking. But we just have people that don't respond or don't respond to the questions we ask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't get a lot of that. I just, 
but what it comes down to, right, is like it's your threshold, and we've we've grown into this. Your threshold of like what is actual stress. That's so true. Oh my gosh! Because, yeah. dude, yeah. the the normal like the normal person going to their like eight to four job, if they have to like do an extra task in the day, they're like stressed, anxious, or like they blow out a tire or something. Stressed, anxious, can't handle it. Our threshold for stress is like, yeah, so someone died and it's like, all right, like that's just kind of life. So like what's next? Oh, well, also this is burning down. Your car broke down. Oh, and also these people didn't show up for work and um, the the work they were going to do is actually the wrong type of work. So we need to get someone else there. And it's like, oh, well, that's all right. We're just going to figure that out. And most people would just like. Mm-hmm. That's why I have Sean for. Yeah. I'm just like, Sean, this is the issue. Solve it for me. I feel like I stress more about like the thought of something happening versus it actually happening. Because like recently at work, we had someone that literally got into an accident in a vehicle that was not theirs. And they were not supposed to be driving it. But I'm probably going to end up paying for it. Uh-huh. And it's like medical bills <laughs> type. Oh. stuff that's really expensive but now i'm like okay like we'll just fix it for later but like yeah. if you would have told me that that was gonna come i probably would have had a meltdown oh, yeah. like you know like you know the thought of something happening is to me is always what messes with my head but that's always been my thing i think but what i like to keep what i like to i always relate it to this i related to our first meeting with inclusa yeah i was like nervous as shit like oh my god this decides our life <laughs> you know like freaking out and now like not nothing of that even matters like nothing yeah i mean you met with like the head honcho of inclusa of like the eau claire inclusa and you're just like yeah whatever she's my best friend now yeah yeah dude like by the yeah. time by the time we started meeting with her it didn't even matter. Like it, that had already, it, we had been like three years in business, had already been punched in the dick like probably 70 times. That by the time like we got to like, oh, hey, we're having quarterly meetings with uh, head honcho. We're just like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Sweet, whatever. Sounds mm-hmm. good. What time? What's going to happen is going to happen. So, yeah. yeah. But so Andy Frisella talked on his podcast. They said, they asked him about like if he if he could always do what he does now and he's like andy at 30 would die running my company now Mm -hmm. he's like it's all about the threshold of stress so he talks about how like over the last 24 years of business getting just pounded so much he finally like that's how he built the tolerance to what he does now and it's absolutely true because you take me you take me when i was still in college and put me in the role i'm in now Oh, dude, I would die. Yeah. I could yeah. not do it. I'd freak out. But it's all, t- yeah, your, your tolerance. I don't even think I'd be able to figure it out. There'd be no figuring it out. You, yeah. you would be so overwhelmed, you wouldn't even begin to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Your brain would, like, cry. Yeah. It, it would shut down. It would be like a safety mechanism. I feel like that's business, though, in some senses. Yeah, finding solutions. But I just remember, like, how many problems did we have, like, that we didn't even know were problems. Like, every document that was created... We didn't even know it needed to exist. Like, think yeah. about that. Like, dead. Oh, yeah. 
which is the business, but that's just fun, dude. I think it's that's what I find so fun about it. It's like it's always something. There's always a new struggle mm-hmm. or test, um, and that you always got to kind of overcome. And I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there, there's a big thing to say, like, there are certain people who can handle risk and stress better than others. But, so, like, the people are, like, genetically more risk adverse or not. But then there's also the training of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I am way less risk adverse than I was when I was younger. Like, I was afraid to do anything when I was younger. But now I understand what calculated risk is. So now I can be like, oh, well, it's not really risky because I know X, Y, and Z. So it's no longer risky. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's always the potential of risk. And that's like what I, I talked to Kyle about that today, actually. I was like, yeah, dude, I mean, there's always a potential that we put in an offer on a house and we, and we get there and we find something that's catastrophic like termites. You know, there's always a possibility that we lose our ass on a house because of the 1% chance. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something, too, to, like, taking a risk and that you've kind of dug yourself out of those holes that, like, you're like, oh, what do I do? And then you dig yourself out of it, and you're like, how the F did I do that? Uh-huh. Like, when you do that so many times, it's like, like okay, like, I want to figure it out. I'm going to get out of this hole. Like, I'm not even really concerned about I mean, sometimes you're probably not, but yeah. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. I'm sure, I mean, there's probably a hole or two, but. Dude, I pretty much got out of every hole. Like, you'll be down weird. to the wire. Yeah. And you're like, this isn't going to work. And, and then, then it just And clicks. then it works. We also call that the Tudor luck, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking is, baby. Positive mind. There's mm-hmm. something to that. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's just going to work, dude. It's just, it always works. It always, even when it, even when it doesn't work, it ends up working. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday I was like, I was having a meltdown and I was like, Sean, what are we going to do? Oh my God. Oh my God. And he's just like, I'll take care of it. And he's like, it'll work. And we're like, how? I was like, how the fuck did you do this? I sent her home. I want to yeah. hear about this. What happened? What can you say? Like, what, uh, what, what's the story without names or something? It was, it was a, 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 it was a property, property management, management thing. issue. I Ugh. didn't communicate. So we had some tenants move into one house. And then they were going to move into the house next door once that lease was up in like 15 days. And I didn't communicate to them when they would get their keys and when we needed them out of the temporary house. And I I was 100% my fault. In the the meantime, yeah. yeah, in the meantime, we signed a new lease for a person to move into that house. Mm -hmm. And so they couldn't. So we send it and they go, well, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, we need two weeks to move. We need two and we're weeks, like, and we're like, you got four days. Yeah. And then they quit responding. Yeah, these are the people that they just stopped texting. You didn't hear from them. For two days, we didn't hear anything. Yeah. And we're you like, would knock or what did you do? Yeah, so I huh. finally, like, we, we went there. I knocked, knocked, knocked. No answer. C- clearly, you're hearing me knock, you know? So, you know, yeah. whatever reason, you know, whatever. I'm not going to make assumptions, but Sam's just panicked. And I finally said, I said, go home. And you ain't doing me no good here. Yeah. And she's like, what are we going to do? I said, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. So. Oh, God. You know, wouldn't answer phone calls, wouldn't answer text messages. Maybe my presence, maybe luck, maybe time. I don't know. Some presence. <laughs> they answered the phone, said they'd be out by the day they need to be out. 
There you go. I offered help. I said, hey, dude, like, I do not help my tenants move. I will help you move because we fucked up. That makes like, sense. Yep. Like, yeah. I will. I said, I've got all afternoon. I'll help you move all afternoon. I'll help you move tomorrow. It doesn't matter. I said, you tell me. I'm, I'm, we fucked up. I'm at your service. And uh, they're like, no, 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 nope. We are not taking, like, nope, not at all. We'll have it done. We'll be out by the day That's that cool. you need to be out. So it's like, okay, sick. And it just works out, dude. Well, it hasn't happened yet, so. It, it's going to work out. So we've had twice now where someone was supposed to move into an apartment, mm-hmm. and the people just didn't leave. The previous people? Yeah. But they were, like, saying they were going to leave. Like, I'm ending my lease, and then they're like, eh, the other one didn't work out, did not communicate that. And then, so the new people that end of their lease somewhere else, what do you do? We just told them, to like, hey, we'll pay for your rent at your last place and ask if you can stay, and it worked, but. Yeah. What do you do? Right. Like, literally. Because most places have someone, like, lined up before mm-hmm. the people move out. Yeah, and so did we, but they, like, they just basically said, like, we're not leaving. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not, what, do you, what do you mean you're yeah. not leaving? Right. But. Yeah, we have to. Just apologize and explain, like, this is what happened. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Um, we'll have to send our first eviction notice next week. Excited, baby. If you need help, Eva's a pro now, so I don't know how to do any of it. We'll just reach out to Eva. We'll chat with Eva. Dude, I don't know. Just show up to court. I just don't, I don't have time for sob stories. Yeah. And poor me. Um, You can't. We work hard, dude. Like, us, we work hard. When you try to fucking whine to me because you can't afford $700 a month in rent, I don't got any sympathy for your ass. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I'm just excited to send it. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to send it for like ever. Really, just behind end rent, or what was the main? They just not paying. Not pay. Period. Hasn't well, paid then, once. You know, a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they took three weeks to sign the lease and send it back to us. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're done. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. 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 And the reason, the only reason that we were able to buy the house was because they weren't paying rent before. So you knew we even when you're coming it. in that there's high potential. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a flip property. We knew coming into it that like we had some shit. Did I ever tell you the story I had on Pershing what happened? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So I was going to evict some people because they wouldn't leave. Blah, blah, blah. 30 day notice. Um, we we're going to flip the house. My only yeah. other flip besides Sunray. Um, the guy the day before the eviction got no, uh, give like they were going to come serve it. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to got the whole house studs, everything. He's like, you're not, you're not moving in. I ended up having to pay him two grand to leave. Wow. But he was like running a drug house out of it. He's like, I'm ripping the plumbing. I'm ripping the electrical. He's like, we can play games. And I'm just like, Oh my wow. God. And I'm was like, what would you do? Was he paying rent or no? Were you no, just evicting? No, him no rent. Okay. No, he, they, he had, the lady hadn't gotten paid in like nine months. Oh, wow. So it was actually a contractor that went on drugs. So then ah. he knew how to. Yeah. That's insane. Like yeah. to be like, oh, want to play games? You're not, the, you're the one not paying rent. No, what games are we playing? <laughs> I was like, I was actually kind of confused. I was like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm just going to pay him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get him out of there. Pay to get yeah. out. Pay for keys or whatever. I was so scared, but, but insurance would have probably covered it. Yeah, they would have. Yep. At that point. But I didn't really think about that. Yeah. But, I mean, still, that's a lot of headache, dude. Yeah, um, that wasn't supposed to be like that. Yeah. So, ugh. It just blows my mind that people think, like, like they have the right to live for free. Dude, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's insanity. Yeah. 
I don't get it. Are the amount of people, why are you raising rent? Well, I bought it at 2023 20, prices, which are absolutely insane. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, because you keep voting for these referendums that yeah. are raising taxes by 5%. Yeah. So I will raise your rent by 5%. Don't have a choice. You don't. So uh, our trailer park, I don't know if you uh, they've told you about any of this, but so we had people behind on rent, three different units behind on rent. At different times, right? This these, this was not once. This was over different times. Every time they call me, hey, can we do eviction notice? Yes, please. I don't know why you waited two months to call me. You should have done eviction last mm-hmm. month. Every single time. Or so the la- yeah, all three times, they fully catch up. They pay it all back because they're like, where else are we going to yeah. rent a full three bed, one and a half baths or whatever? And then, and then uh, yeah, so they all, every time have paid it. It's crazy. Yeah, we had one. Uh, we've had a couple tenants complain about us, like raising yeah. rent. Like we've had to raise some of them substantially because we bought them with really low rents, and we're just finally. Mm-hmm. Well, our property management company didn't do it like they were supposed to. Um. So now we we have to. Yeah. And there's been a couple people that throw a big hissy fit, and then like you can tell after like a week, they probably looked for other places, and we're like, yeah. nope, that rent raise sounds fine. Yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah. 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 Because there's a couple of them, like, they're still quite a bit under what they should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we've got a lot of stuff. And that was part of the thing was, like, some of the units we planned to turn, and it was in our budget to turn them. And so instead, it's like, okay, so we're, we either got to put 10000 to turn your unit, or we go 100 under market rent. Well, if you guys are cool with it, you'll stay in the same place. We'll do all the maintenance fixes. We said we'll get the maintenance shit done by the, like, by the end of the, the summer. We'll get the maintenance shit done. It'd be under hundred dollars under market value, and like we win, they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one thing we did was, um, a lady's rent was going up kind of significant because she had three animals. Yeah, and they were only charging her for one. The property management yeah. company. And what do you guys charge? Fifty an animal or thirty? Thirty. Thirty an animal. Mm-hmm. Really so we that. ended up because we were doing a rent increase. Yeah, a big increase for the animals, right? Yeah, yeah. rent. Well, rent increase, and then the increase for the two animals. Yeah. So we ended up saying, like, "Hey, we know this is huge. It's a big expense. We're gonna just wash one of your pets off." That's mm-hmm. insane, yeah. And so we're like, "It. You've already been there this long. The unit needs to be updated, anyways. How about we get rid of one of your pets for pet rent?" And the lady's like, "The lady went from like, I don't want to rent here to, oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, done." Yeah. Saves her. It saved her thirty dollars plus like a hundred fifty dollar deposit or and something. And I'd I'd say that's still like two hundred dollars under rent. Hers is yeah yeah. So we yeah. we bumped her up those two apartments. We're still like two hundred under market value on yeah. those. Yeah. But I mean, we're but we making... don't have to turn them. Is right. the important thing. So they yeah, would be at that if we had to turn them, and they're like twelve thousand dollar turns. Yeah. That's not I not something we want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was one that we got. With 2020 prices. Yeah, yeah. So, so we'd still make money with 200 under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not no more. No. Nope. Which, and then yeah, we're, like, but... pretty respectful with that, though. Like, if we know we don't, like, if we let tenants win and we win if, like, oh, yeah, we don't have to charge top of market. Because we got a su- super deal. Because we got a super so, deal. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you guys 100 under. You guys continue staying here for years. Keep you, We'll keep you under. Yeah. And we all win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the turns, dude. The turns are what kill the business. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, do you, Ryan? Did you read this book? 
Um, the time wealthy investor no i haven't has eva read it yeah okay yeah. That's i just i haven't read still um Every time it's like rich have you read rich dad party i'm like no i haven't read it i've actually <laughs> never read it just really? so you know sean's like giving you the clear of death <laughs> I, I haven't I, read anything i think i started listening to it and then i just stopped because sean just tells me everything i need to do i think i've read like a lot of books yeah yeah, yeah. like i never read books so before all this right no before sam i never read you books. read books forever yeah, yeah. yeah. well I started in high school, and then I like got I was just addicted to it, yeah. and then I got Sean into reading. Yeah, dude, I thought reading was, was for the week, and then like I started dating Sam, and she's like, "Read this book," and I was <laughs> like, "Okay," and then I was like, "Oh, this is cool. It's mm. good for you." And I never stopped. Um. So, Mark Delfini says to like raise rent like ten, twenty dollars every year. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah, you always have to do a little raise. And I'm just like so, I'm so worried with all. The ones that like are still under, like raising it ten dollars, uh, I don't know why. Why? Oh, they already panicked over this. Oh, did they? Literally, yeah. you just didn't. No, nah, twenty bucks, dude. You, you drop a twenty because we we raised some people three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. And so when you just go, hey, we're just keeping up with like we're just covering our increase in our insurance and our taxes. Nothing else. We're not making any more money. Twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, okay. I think the best thing we've done is. What is it? So Stacy does all the rent increases and stuff, and like they don't even know that I'm an owner. So like I, I don't know if what do you guys say, but like they don't even know that mm-hmm. me and you are owners. So it's like no, the owners decided to raise rent. Like I'm sorry, which it's like, you know, it is what it is. Look at that how you want to, but like they can't really get that mad at Stacy in the moment because right. you're She's not the one making there. the decision to yep. raise right. it. That's what we try to do. Because always, I mean. Yeah, Brooke, I think Brooke does use that route a little bit. I think yeah. it's smart, but a lot of our tenants know who we are. So yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's funny because I'm always like, oh yeah, like I work with Brooke, and Brooke's always like when she's talking to someone, yeah. So I my boss, Sean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh damn. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, when you put it that way, you almost build a better rapport with people because yeah. they they don't see you as like a dominating Different. figure or whatever. Yeah. They see you as more of like a level playing field. Yeah. But. Oh God! Yeah, one thing I wanted to ask, and this is completely different, but I wanted to ask, um, just the business vision of, because I don't think you guys really talked yeah. about that in the last year. Um, Tutors transformations now. Yeah. Just kind of hearing the change, because I mean, I know it from two years ago, but I don't know it now. Well, I maybe do, but. Yeah. So yeah, that's a uh, me, Sam, and Kyle are still working on it. But I guess ideally, how I see shit and what I would like to happen. Is so like vision of the business. I like to see it in a couple different roles. So we got long term slash property management. So that's kind of like one little role of the business. Um, and then we got like contracting and then flipping, or so like customer work and flipping, mm-hmm. which I see customer work and flipping almost in, in the same bucket. There's there's two buckets of that. There's marketing. And then there's the work, right? And so I guess my like perfect way I look at it for my is is we'll have like Sam in charge of property management, long term stuff. Kyle in charge of contracting and the work getting done, and then I would be in charge of sales and re- like the face of the business, the relationships. And that way. We have this like little bucket where I don't have to worry about figuring out property management shit. Kyle doesn't have to worry about figuring out marketing. 
I don't have to worry about going on site to do the job, you know. Or like watching the guys. Watching the guy, because cause that, going in and watching the day-to-day stuff, dude, I, I was telling you that, um, I almost fuck, I fuck up the flow. When I go on site, I'll start a project. Hey, guys, what do you want me to do? I'll start a project. Then I'll get a phone call. Hey, can you come check out a house? Or, hey, we got this going on. Can you meet me here? And it's like, shit. And so I'll be like, hey, guys, you know this project you just gave me that's supposed to take me all day? I'm halfway done. Who wants to finish it for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And so it's it's almost like the – it's kind of like what Mark Delphine talks about is like only having one singular focus. Um, and, and the book Grit I'm reading is about that too of like having a singular focus. So if I only got to focus on relationships and marketing – and then Sam's focusing on property management stuff and systems. Kyle's focusing on contracting. And then we'll have like, ideally, we get some executive assistance in like Brooke. Mm-hmm. Executive assistance, doing our scheduling for us, telling telling me where the hell I got to go. Talking, coordinating between Kyle and I on like when do subs need to be there to be scheduled and shit like that to just make it an easy easy flowing system instead of me always having to like me or me and Kyle having to like call people to schedule them, try to work out meeting with them and all this shit. It would be so much easier if like we just go, Hey, we we're ready for in in two weeks. We're ready for drywallers and Brooke Brooke can make the phone calls, set it all up, all that shit. So I guess vision. Yeah. Vision, I would like to do a mixture of customer work and flips. And then I I actually like the idea of doing more customer work than flips because it allows us to then hold more of the properties we buy. So if we get properties in, we can keep them. them. Mm -hmm. Because if we're getting income on the other side, we can actually start keeping some of these instead of like, fuck, we got to sell another one because we need income. Yeah. So that's the the uh, why I like the customer work side so much, but I don't ever want to move away from flipping and like burring because, dude, that's the that's the bread and butter. Yeah, that's customer the, work is just a good filler. Yeah. For time or like, like we have a couple subs that as long as we keep them busy, they'll keep working only for Sean. Mm-hmm. So that's when the customer work has been really nice, is because then we're keeping keep them busy. busy. Which, yes. Yeah. What is it? I think I already know the answer to this, but have you guys like designated? I mean, I think the leader kind of is Sean, obviously. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see that. But have you like designated that or said that or like made it known? I think me and Cody have struggled with trying to force like who runs the company. Mm-hmm. And like as a partnership, like we're the, I think we're pretty damn good at partnerships, but like saying like who makes the final decision besides like owners still have to talk and agree, but mm-hmm. regarding. That has never been talked about. No, really. We've kind of just still been... I don't know if you have to yet. Yeah. Right. We're, and we're all, like, been just naturally doing those positions anyways. Because, like, Sean just has yeah. been overseeing everything. Kyle's been on the job site making mm-hmm. sure all that stuff gets done. And I've been doing all property management. So mm-hmm. we haven't really had to discuss it a whole lot because it's just... It's been very natural, which has been nice. Yeah. I see what you're saying, though. Because, yeah, like, long term, there will kind of need to be... 
I feel Something like, like that. Like me and you struggled a little bit more because like both of us are more leader ish, and like there's always like a little bit of tension, like just a little mm-hmm. bit over like big decisions where like mm-hmm. like Cody will like bite if it's like something he's like I'm firm in this and like I like don't believe in what you're choosing, yeah. which is like one in a hundred. But like he's like, hey, like you're in the best interest. He'll give me feedback, and it's like whatever Ryan says goes. But it's yeah. like. Like, there'll be one in every once in a while. I'm sure Kyle's the same way. It's like, nope, like, nope, we're yep. not doing that. Like, I'm in, I'm not in. Yep. But I feel like that, honestly, with stable living, like, it almost makes it a lot less stressful. Yeah. You guys, I don't know if you need that, but I just was wondering. Yeah, I mean, that's where you and I always did have tension in that because we're both the entrepreneurs. Yeah. We both have, like, the same personality, like, the same personality style, like, the dominant and the influence. And so that is where, yeah, like you have two people essentially trying to be the CEO, yeah. which is not good, dude. That's not yeah. good. And uh, that's actually when we were in uh, Rob's coaching, Rob talked about that. Him and Dana sat down early on and they made an agreement. Mm-hmm. Rob called all the shots. Damn. Dana followed. If Dana ever had a qualm or like a concern about something, she could voice it. And he would listen to her. Yeah. But she's only allowed to use that on big, big mm. gut feeling decisions. She's not allowed to do on like something little that could lose them a little bit of money, something that might like be low rocky water. Yeah. She's only allowed to use it on big, big things. Is she able to like put her foot down? And he said that's how they've been successful business and relationship for the last 16 years is because he drives she rides yeah and that's how it goes mm-hmm. yeah, it works really good for me and cody and the thing is like when he does do that i'm like oh shit like i need to flip and listen like i'm definitely off my rocker most likely if right. he's like saying dude no and i'm like i'm like i'm probably going with you because i'm like <laughs> if you're this firm about this i'm probably off kilter a little mm. bit right and it's definitely happened that is nice because like yeah you two were both always just like because there are Love certain either. clients that you two both would be like, no, we totally should do this. And I'm just like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But because you both were so gun-ho on all of it, it was just like, like yeah. balls to law. So that is nice that like, you and Cody have a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Well, that's like you yeah. look at the uh, you look at the uh, the 10 things of partnership. And you, if you look at you and I, we're just too similar. Too similar yeah. Where like it doesn't make sense for us to be partners in a big business. Oh, because you guys should just be separate. You have to be, yeah, because yeah. it's essentially you're give you you're two people trying to do the same thing, and and it's just not. Mm-hmm. And Especially so, if somebody's yeah. operating. Like I think it yeah. might work if you're both like this person's operating it. Like, yeah. but like you cannot. Otherwise, I don't. The, the way it'd have to be then is it would have to be like the operators giving their time, the other ones giving their money, mm-hmm. and the one giving their money has to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And, but you and I were both like uh, we're operating, and so. we're giving our money, and we're giving our money. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like a mom and dad kind of situation where yeah, like yeah. people would go to Ryan, Ryan would say no, and then they'd go to Sean, Sean would say yes, and you're just like fuck. It would be bad though. It would yeah. be the other way too sometimes. Yeah. I'd make Sean do the difficult conversations, and Cody's got that now, so. I still got that now. Yeah. I like that shit, though, dude. I love difficult conversations. It's I weird think... now, though, because I'll, like, prep him, like, dude, this is what we want, right? Like, and then he'll go deliver, but. Yeah. But he delivers it really good. That's good. I, dude, I, I used to hate, like, it's so interesting how, like, you grow into who you are. 
because I used to hate a difficult conversation. I don't like it still. Cody's really. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you, why and how you do what you do. No soul. But. I can do it with employees, but with, like, tenants, I, I struggle. I hate tenants, too. I don't know. I'd just be like, yeah, just take my money. I have like, enough. I have so, no <laughs> problem with stable living, like, calling in people and being like, yeah, so you, you really up. suck at your job. Yeah. You fucked up. Like, I'm writing you up yeah. for this. I guess what I like about it is, like, you know there's a difficult conversation out there. Yeah. And it's like a little mountain to jump over. And when when it's either like... Get through it, it's awesome. Yeah, so it's either like when you're dialing the number, when the call's incoming, or when you're standing outside of the door. Mm-hmm. It's like those three times, it's like, here we go. Yeah, then it starts and it's usually fine, but... You get through it. The worst ones in me are like, I think Cody's had to do a lot more of this, is like when an employee is trying to give it their all, and they are giving it their all, and they mean to do good, but they literally cannot mm. do it. And mm. it's like, and maybe some of it's the training, I'm sure, but like some of it's just like not the personality of them in the wrong role, and it's like, like you have to let this person down and like change course and try to train them, and it's like, dude, like they're trying. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, they maybe aren't ready for that. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, dude, Cody, I don't know how you do it. Because I'm like, you know, we've held on. Like, fire quick. Like, we were so bad at that. Mm-hmm. Dang. So for you and I, we've, we've had to have a couple of this conversation oh, with God. staff where it's like, guys, you're great, but you're just not getting it enough. Yeah. And then you got to like, hey, you got to take your own path. And that stuff's tough. I mean, how many times did we, even like when we were around, like employees would literally they get to the point of like we knew they were doing bad yep and they got to the point of like oh they did something so bad we have to fire them now. yeah mm-hmm. it's yep. like if you would have just big it businesses would have just been like and not because yeah. they're not personal it's just like you're gonna bite me it's just like yeah. i'm waiting for you to bite me mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah. so hard with that business because like there's not really like roles you can like s- switch people to mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. at my job i mean Let's say someone in my department's not doing good in it. Like, I can be like, okay, like, let's try you out in this department. Like, you can move people around. But, yeah, with stable living, you can't at all. Yeah, we have, like, two roles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really tough. Especially, like, people that want to be promoted that have been there for four years. And you're like, yep, you're not making it as a house manager. Where are you going to go? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't miss miss that part. That part. I don't, yeah, I don't miss the... You can't repurpose them. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. That shit, like, really sucks. Yeah. Because, yeah, one thing with contracting, dude, is, like, and this is what I've noticed. I've got a book of contractors I use now. And what I've learned, they pretty much all say they do everything. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, like, quite a few of them are, like, we don't roof and we don't do concrete, right? Okay, cool. But, like, they say they do everything else. But what I've come to notice, dude, is... Who are the killers at siding? Mm-hmm. Who are the killers at fucking flooring? Who you know? And I purpose them for that only, mm-hmm. and because I know, like, I I calculate it out. I have an idea, and that, I guess that's like the perk of ben, being in construction and stuff before. Is I have an idea how long something's going to take, and when I got guys taking double the amount of time, yeah, and it's not because they're not trying. You know, they, they're doing their best they can, but they're only so efficient at it. Yep. It's like if you ask me to put in a window um, and you're, you're paying me hourly, okay, or you're paying Matt 
hourly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it'd be like, oh, Sean, why did this cost, like, why did this cost $200 and take you four hours? And Matt's like, oh, yeah, that was 15 yeah. minutes, yeah. you know? And, and, and if he was an employee yeah. of yours, it had costed you, like, $20. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, any business, like, raking, I mean, is a proof of that is, like, everyone has their, like, role, so it's, like, why is he so fast at what he does? It's because, like, they treat it like McDonald's. Like, mm-hmm. everyone does one thing and, like, just works. Mm-hmm. Like, Dude, we had um uh, a guy that works with us. Great, great guy. Uh, he does what he specializes at, monster at it. But one day we had him, uh, we, we gave him a spray painting. Uh, spray painting. And he went and sprayed and it took him, oh, man, I think it took him, like, most of the day to spray a house, right? And I'm like, huh. I was like, Kyle, why don't you go? Because Kyle had to go spray the, like, uh, second coat of it or whatever. I was like, hey, why don't you go do it and let me know how long it takes you. It took him two and a half hours. And I was like, wow. Yeah. But Kyle cannot even touch the other dudes. Like, what the other guy does, Kyle can't even touch the quality or the speed. Mm-hmm. Not even first, you know. But but that's, like, showing their special, their specialized skill. And I'm just like, wow, dude, the amount of money we saved by having Kyle spray, but the other guy do his thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy. Well, that's like even just like finding people their happy place. Like you have some contractors that Mm -hmm. can do everything, but like, you know, they like working outside. So you only give them all your outside stuff because you're like, they're going to be happier there, which if they're happier, then they're going to be faster at it. 100%. The other thing on the group home we've done i guess that has changed a little bit is like everyone works better with different client types so it's like oh yeah especially like their second home or like okay you work really well with this client at home too mm-hmm. like we're making sure the home that you get the next home is like this and not like that client that you couldn't handle right i was just thinking about that today because towards the end of my reign there one guy quit because he didn't like working at yep. a house, but he worked at multiple houses. But I just started scheduling him only at one. Yeah. But he never told me he didn't like working at that yeah. house. That's tough. So See, I never yeah. knew. We've and tried I- to completely change like floating. It's like you work one house, you like your job, you're working that house. So we do a little bit of floating, but it's like that whole like getting good with one four yeah. clients mm-hmm. that is so huge. In the family atmosphere, yeah. that like those little ones do well, mm. like that worked for us. But then, like when you said, like somebody would go to home three and they hated it. Mm-hmm. But if they're there for a year and they get home three, leave yeah. them, leave them. Yeah, you know, like you're doing a good job. Definitely. Yeah, it was just yeah that was such a. It was a battle. Our part is though is when you need a shift filled. Yeah. 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 Shift. yeah, that's so true. I think that's why we had like why I did float with so many people was because yeah. we had people Schedule. call in. Yeah. Dude, that, the amount of people that called in was absurd. Oh, I, I bet you it's nowhere what it is now. That's pretty it, bad. Now is way worse than it I was. can guarantee you. Now it's way worse. I would say like day shift and our night shift is not bad. It's the weekends that always mm, bite yeah. you. Yeah, they always will. We have three people on call now at a time, so that helps. Oh my! We know. Technically, we have five. Damn. Two, so we have a house manager that's the main on call for the adult family homes, and then an MIT, which is the night person that's a shift fill, and then Mitch, Cody, or John are back up to that, so they're kind of on call, and then CSL, you know, that's like seven. So they have one CSL worker that's a supervisor on call for each program, so one and CSL one, one and CSL two, and then the director or the assistant of the director is the backup on call for their program. 
So there's nine. Oh, it's <laughs> like a grand a weekend. <laughs> oh my god. I was gonna say, oh yeah, you still pay them. Yeah, we you all pay, pay them. Yeah. Wow. You have to. You, you have to. Yeah, you yeah. have to. Wow, dude, that's wild. The shift fell though, and the group home side. I think they work every single weekend on, on your own. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, you're the first one. Yeah. yeah. You have nine adult family homes. There's gonna be one calling. We also, I don't know. So now we do from Friday at five p.m. till eight a.m. Monday. So mm. if they show oh, up yeah. at five p.m. on Friday, you're good for the whole weekend. You're good as long as. Cool. Dang. Yeah. But eh, eh. yeah, those those are so hard to get oh, people to do those. The weekends where there were broken shifts was right. worse. Way sure. worse because it would be fucking Saturday at 9 p.m. Someone was supposed to be in and they didn't come in. You got three beers deep. You're like, motherfucker. So I the worst thing now, though, is when someone doesn't show up and you have to be like, yeah, you have to work 63 hours straight now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good payday, though. It's $900. Yeah. It's a good payday. Yeah, that's a yeah. good payday, yeah. Dude, I've thought about that so much. Um Back when we were in college, had you said, hey, dude, you want to work two weekends a month and you're going to make 1800 bucks, and all you have to do is work two weekends, sign me up. All week long, all I'm doing is training. Come on, baby. No, I think I would have done it, too. I would have worked for sure one because that's more than I made back then. I made like oh, a grand a month, so you could have worked two days. Mm-hmm. I averaged a grand a month including military pay, which was 250 of that. Yeah. You know, so like, dude, like... Wait, was that before or after you started the group homes? Before the group homes. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, dude... Or so I guess I averaged like 15 Gs a year. So yeah, I averaged $1,000 a month. But you're telling me I could have made that in one... Oh yeah, that's what we made, dude. You remember you did that too, babe? I uh, know. That's I'm like, is that how do you survive? Is that what you fucking made? I mean, obviously you can't uh. survive. Dude, I don't know if you can survive on that now. In college housing, you can because I was I I saw a couple. A room or something like that. Yeah, I saw yeah. a couple rentals up today for college housing. They're still about four hundred dollars a room. Food's yeah, the GI gone. Bill that was like three. GI Bill was there, baby man. Do you like ever wish you Christmas. stayed in? No. Fuck no. <laughs> you Hell can't go. No. You can't go back in, right? I, I don't know. Oh. oh, yeah, I got kicked. Well, I didn't get, I got medically released Med- right at the yeah. end. Yeah, I don't think I could go back in. Bro, I don't know what it would, I. wartime I could, but. Yeah, yeah no, I yeah. just don't think I could do it. I Physically, just, yeah. I would have to bring something with me. If you. <laughs> Same. Yeah, imagine though if you go overseas, right, and they don't let you take that with you. Yeah, okay, I'm a, I'm they a casualty. I'm dead. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a liability, dog. <laughs> yeah. I just went from your, one of your best soldiers to one of your worst, just like that. Yeah, they have to because it's prescribed. Yeah, but I, I know, dude. I think about this actually. Yeah, yeah. AJ and I, AJ and I went on a hike this morning, and uh, we talked about it a little bit because he was in. Oh yeah. Um, and it, we both just agreed like how poorly it was ran. It just it it made you like sick to be there how poor the system was ran. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, dude. I don't want to be like cocky, but I feel like if me or you even were like, hey, dude, you're running the company, like it would run better. I promise you it would. Yeah, I wouldn't be close. No, nah, dude, I honestly did. Because I remember I ran an ammo shack. I ran the ammo shack and this was, this was, uh, I was just, that was when I was a specialist, but they had me in the role of the mm-hmm. squad leader. And um, I ran the ammo shack I had I had my whole squad underneath me, um, plus a couple guys. So we had like, I think we had like seven, eight guys in there, and me. We run it all night long. Didn't mess up one thing. Um, at the end of it, 
multiple of the guys were like, thank you, Sean, for that. And I was like, for what? They're like, this is the best drill weekend we've ever had. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, no one's ever like been nice to us. We actually enjoyed work. And and I had like sergeants like, Tudor, how the hell did you run the, the thing so well? Like that was that was ran really well. And it was like, oh, yeah, so what I did was this crazy thing where I was nice to my guys and I rewarded them. They did treat mm-hmm. like shit. And I didn't try, I, I got them Gatorades and shit. And I'm like, good job, guys. Like you're doing a great job. And like, but I had no fucking headaches that day, you know, and, or that like that section we had. I legitimately I think, I just like you said, dude, I think you put us in that role, dude. Not to be cocky, I think it's ran better. Will we know everything? No. But if you have somebody to get that information from and you just go, here's what the shit we're doing and this is how we're treating the Joes. But if you were to look back at it, like how how much difficulty would it have been? Like there's not really much complex things happening. Dude, go attack this mountain. We're doing it once a day, and there's one squad doing it at two, four, six, eight. Okay, sit around and eat. I legitimately, that's dude, literally what we did. Now knowing, like, oh my gosh, now knowing our stress threshold and shit, like we were just talking oh. about, dude, Joe was such a joke, dude. I don't know how shit didn't get accomplished. Like, what were they? That is the easiest shit ever. I don't know, dude. I'm we've, sorry. We've also heard stories of like when my dad was uh, in the military, and like he's the. Re- his his age group is the reason that you couldn't drink at your yeah. what is it at at yeah a lot of messing around yeah a lot, Dude, a lot he literally told us what like they had hundreds of thirty racks. Dude, my dad said one time they filled up a trailer with beer mm. kegs and beer. They yeah. filled up a trailer. They took a whole trailer filled yeah. with alcohol. They get down there. The yeah. the the platoon sergeant goes what the fuck is this? And they're like, what? And they're like, this is, you were supposed to pack the trailer with like useful shit. They're like, we did. And they just got <laughs> fucked up, dude. They just, they just got like destroyed because they just were like, yeah, dude, like, yeah, this my, is, they oh like, my it was God. allowed when my dad was in it. My mom was there. It was a bar. I don't think they brought trailers to the woods, mm-hmm. but oh, like it. they drank on like a Saturday normal drill. They got smashed. But. Oh, my dad said every single night they drink to what? 3 a.m. And then would get up at 5 a.m. Yeah. 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 Every wow. single night. I think of, um, I think of one dude. You remember Burger? Oh, yeah. Bro, I just, yeah. every time I hear her dad talk about it, I just picture Burger as her dad. <laughs> just like fucking boom. <laughs> He's a nice kid. Nice kid. Nice guy. Hard ass worker. Like to drink, but love two things: cigarettes, cigarettes and beer, and beer, baby. Love them. Well, more importantly, shots. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dude. And so every that time your sense. dad talks, I just picture this kid, and I just freaking every time your dad brings Burger up the military. Would have been a stud back in the day. Oh man, dude, one of the hardest workers I had because he was under my squad for a while. How many times if there was a hundred burgers, somebody's like shooting themselves? I don't know, probably like fifty, maybe maybe fifty-five. Bad dude. Do you think? Do you think the military? Do they like they're so hard ass, like no fun because they try to keep the discipline? Because like you know, like even like stable living contract, like it's hard to keep the discipline. So it's like treating people too good and making them too friendly. Like they can't uphold that. Like is that the thought process? But don't you think you would do it? Like right, I get doing it uh, when you first get in. What is that? called when you're training basic training thank you basic yep. training 
I get doing it then because then you're yeah. you are instilling that like discipline and authority. But yeah, why do you have to keep it going forever? Because I don't know. Yeah, I believe this is the reason why. Because they want people to quit. Nope. Because it's what they had to go through. That's part of it for sure. Yeah. So like it's it's kind of like yeah. So like they got ground down ground down yelled at yelled at yelled at so now when they're in that role it's like it's like hazing they mm-hmm. take it out on the guys below them and it's part of like the it's just part of life yeah it's like my dad says to like move up and like actually like make it higher up it's all about like networking and being friends like that is almost more important than the job yeah so it's like you have to be friendly to do that you know yeah, like even crazy. you you probably could have got promoted more if you cared more because you're like friends with the ncos like yeah me it doesn't matter we're just i didn't care yeah, like, well, yeah. I think I was. Yeah, when I came up, I was I was eight on the list in Wisconsin to be promoted, and uh, they brought me in there. Said two to one, you want to go to training? I, I said yeah. I denied it. But it's all networking. <laughs> it's all networking. Yeah, it's because yeah, for for a year and a half, I was a squad leader, and then after that, for the next year, for the next year, I was a team leader, and then my last six months, I was just a Joe. And yeah. I was like, and that's where it all went down, dude. When, didn't care anymore. Yeah, yeah, when they when they took away, so when I went from a squad leader to a team leader, I was like, I'm not happy, but I'll kind of jive. Then they took me down and put me as a regular yeah. Joe. Which, granted, this is all my fault because I should have took the this fucking promotion like, yeah. a year and a half prior, mm-hmm. and I would have never had to go under that. But dude, when they put me under someone that knew less than me, I lost my fucking shit, dude. Yeah, all I did yeah. was reef cigs all day long. I yelled at people. I just became like a shit Joe the last six months. Couldn't handle it. Uh, Anyways, it was all, it was, and you know what? Now I know it was all my fault. I should have taken the promotion the year prior, and then that would have never been the the issue. Why didn't you? Um, because I I knew myself, and I knew if I took the promotion, because I actually I enjoyed running my team. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss about it, is like running my team. I hated all the political bullshit above it, but I really enjoyed running my team. So I knew if I took the promotion, I was going to reenlist, and so I made a rule with myself that I would not take the promotion, so I would not reenlist because I knew I would go down a rabbit hole where I get so pissed Talk off. Like, I, well, I would get so pissed off from, like, people telling me what to do because I never took the promotion that I'd quit. So I self-sabotaged myself so that I'd fucking quit. Well, you, like, looked so far ahead. Oh, dude, 100% because I know who I am. You could be, like, a major right now, dude. No. And chances are, I mean. I mean, yeah, I, yeah I'd definitely be, I'd definitely sure. be a, a squad leader or an officer. Yeah, I could have went the officer route if I wanted. But anyways. I know we're going long. I have two questions, though, that yeah, are, yeah. they're both kind of big questions sure one do you th- what do you think you like your biggest hurdles of like hitting your vision in tutor transformation and then two um what do you miss most about stable living i know what you probably don't miss but i want to know what you miss most all right um i'll start there what i miss most for sure easily hands down is training yeah like training and like the camaraderie with staff i would say what i dislike or what i don't miss the most, and this might this is not what you guys are thinking at all. Working with friends, mm. that is what I do not miss the most, hands down, because I could never be productive, or I like struggle to be productive, and I would butt heads with friends. Where like, yeah, I work with a lot of people who are friends now, but not all day long. Mm-hmm. Not as deep. Not as deep. And then same with Kyle. It's almost nicer now. Kyle and I do like two phone calls a day. And I'll help out every now and again. But 
I am like very diligent on staying separate now. Like I don't really want to work too much with Kyle because I know it's going to like. Be three hours of talking and two hours of working. Well, yeah. And then I'm going to be really mad because I didn't like work Mm -hmm. and I just fucked off. And like, because you and I would do that all the time and I'd go home so pissed off at myself and then I'd end up taking it out on you like two months later because like it's fun to hang out and chat and then, Mm -hmm. and then, so yeah, that's like what I don't miss the most, but what I for sure miss the most is having a big team training and like helping like people get better is what I miss the most. Mm -hmm. I think me and Cody do really well with that because me and you were owners and I think we talked about like goals and vision and all all the time. All the time. Daily. Me and Cody maybe once every three months but I think that's because like Cody's so in operations that it's like that's what he did first so he's like he wants to talk about that more but he's just like dude I'm like I have enough to do. If we talk about that you know where it goes. So I mean, this is yeah. absolutely perfect what you just said there because that is the number one struggle for reaching the vision is Kyle's too much – like Kyle's like fully in operations all the time and like not big picture, which is his like personality. Cody too. Cody too. My personality and your personality is like vision, vision fucking like mm. what's 10 years? You know, mm-hmm. let's, like what's out there? And so the biggest thing right now is like getting pounded down – like what the for sure goal is and then like because once we have the for sure goal and it's agreed upon by everyone then we can actually split and then we don't have and then almost yeah like wait come together yeah 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 or do you mean split as in like split you our roles okay, yeah and then it. we don't have to because yeah my big thing is not working too close to him and that's why like you know you working at the office and stuff like I really besides Tuesday I don't work alongside you much no and I like I gotta pretty much roll solo unless it's a training or a meeting I can't be around too many people doesn't matter who it is I'll end up hating them mm-hmm. I have to roll solo for most of my day I agree I'm the same way yeah like maybe like two hours I'm with Cody and Max every two or three days yeah yeah Samuel what do you miss most if anything I honestly creating systems for stable living was so easy it was just like such an easy business to be like oh okay like this is how the chain of command has to go this is what we have to do blah 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 so huh we also had none we didn't have (laughs) right but it was so easy to see all the systems for stable living where like property management i'm just like fuck where do i even start should grab those raking sops oh yeah dude i gotta find those we got them somewhere, we, don't we? we yeah, I believe we do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, so that's my only... I, I do miss that part of, like, stable living. I do miss, like, the residents. They were so cool. I agree. Yeah, I miss some of the residents. Yeah. I should go visit someday. I know. Yeah. We have a lot of the same ones. Yeah. That's cool. That's fun. There's one I will not visit. Uh, Let's not say their name. But yeah, yeah. We're not well, yeah, I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those laws. <laughs> um... Yeah. But cool. yeah, I this uh, uh the systems are so easy to create. Even Sean's construction systems are like I can't I can't picture them as easily as I could. Also, didn't do the job though either. I think like you did the caregiving for a little bit. Right. So you, like, that's true. Start yeah. To see it. Yeah. That's very true. Ours is now is like all the policies and procedures, and we're actually we're going all um on the computer. Like our book is going in the computer. Where mm-hmm. like they change it uh, updates, but like they can't. Like like I don't know. It's all going digital. I'm not even really a part of it, but it's a mess. 
Like Mars are gonna be on the computer. Yeah, yeah. that's what Cody Everything was telling me. I was like, so bad on the computer. Honestly, I'm like surprised it took that long that you guys are doing Emar. Dude, we're like everything and it, like it's gonna take a year oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah it's gonna be a brutal process i remember when we were first offered it like three years ago but i was like dude this would just i wish we did it then yeah because we would have yeah. you probably would have done it all but that's yeah. something yeah. we talked about <laughs> yeah we talked about that in a previous podcast is like the like systems like the electronic systems like find one early on that you like oh my god and you that you know will work forever because like my company right now they've been like We've been looking at options for other, like, systems. You're so big, too. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, it would be... Some of them are, like, you have to completely redo your inventory system, and we're just like, that would take too long. Oh. Like, yeah. It, it's, it hasn't been good. There's been a couple things that they've been able to change, but, like, I've had to look at a couple programs. I'm just like, no. Like, this yeah. is going to be more work to change it for an equal product to what we have now. I like think you're at the perfect point for property management though, to create that stuff. Cause like we, I mean, we've grown so much in a year and a half. And like, if we would have done it when we had 30 or 40 dude, yeah. like, yeah, like we just caused ourselves so much pain, mm-hmm. like that yeah. we're going to have to eat now that like, it's just like, I get why all these companies struggle like too quick. Yeah. And that's, that's uh we've mentioned a couple times on podcast. I'm sure you heard, but that's why like I am not pushing to grow. Right now, I just want to figure out property management and figure out like flipping and customer work before ramping up because I want to make sure I have like a full grasp and Sam's got the systems down so then we can like go nuts. Go nuts. Like flipping, you could maybe that'd be the only thing, but like property management, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to like figure out the scheduling stuff quite a bit for like scheduling contractors oh dude yeah it's hard to find good ones i think too. well yeah. it's good it's it's hard to find good ones but yeah more importantly like finding the ones like i was talking about yeah. good in their roles and then you you need three layers deep because like the guys i use for siding they're booked out until next year the guys i use for use for like decks concrete all that shit same thing they're booked out for most of the year like these things so you need like a couple layers deep dude my tree guys Oh my gosh! We I have like three tree three guys. Three tree guys, yeah. all They're busy. All busy. Also busy. Like is struggling to get them. All three. Of them you want to be two. make sure oh you're good because property management. Like we're like ten days out half the time on our turns and stuff. Like it's yeah. It's like you can't keep up. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's why like I'm so big on like I'm just trying to meet as many contractors as I can. I just met a new roofing guy in the golf course yesterday. I'm gonna try to uh, reach out to him and meet with him next week. Like even if. His shit is like, say he's a little more expensive than the other guys I use. Yeah. It's just like to have him there on retainer for when I call and say, hey, I know you're more expensive, whatever, can you do me? Do they do retainer for contractors? Um, No, well, no. I well, mean, I'm just saying like, that'd be so cool if you're like, hey, dude, like you're taking my $2,000, Sean, as retainer or $20,000. Right. We're like, I fucked up. I have a turnover in four days. Like you need to drop your job or I not drop you. your job, but just push it i guarantee it well dude i I brought that up to you a hundred times i don't know why more people aren't just like yeah sean i'll drop my shit for you because you will call me every two weeks for work Mm -hmm. and i don't like i will i like single individual people like i'm I'm not going to name like each individual field but there's each individual field i will give anywhere from 10 to a hundred thousand dollars in work a year, easy. Hand, dude, you're talking electrician or plumber. I will give you fifty grand a year minimum. Yeah. 
It's a lot of money Dude, for a solo plumber. Yeah. Did I tell you? Are you going to call me? Um, so one of the girls I work with, her boyfriend, uh, just like graduated from the plumbing thing. I yeah. don't know. But he has to still be an apprentice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't find a master in Eau Claire <gasps> to uh, be they, under. They don't, yeah. There's, there's like none in Eau Claire that will take anyone. So him and his, the girl that works with me, they're moving out to North Dakota. Whoa. Yeah, there's no masters accepting apprentices right now in Eau Claire. Whoa. Whoa. I know a couple of people Whoa. we know, like, they are working with the plumber and they just won't even send them to school either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I won't let them go because they want them to work. Mm. But I think, like, his, like, family's, like, from plumbers. But but his family's in North Dakota. Mm. So he's got to go. Yeah, so I think he's going to go. Wow. But I was like. Damn. That's the trade, though, I think. That's trade, dude. Like plumbing plumbing though, and elect- like... electrical. No, bro, I'm going to tell you what. Ryan, no, fuck that, dude. I'm down in a basement yesterday looking at a house. I look at the fucking crawl space. You got to crawl in. The plumber's got to crawl in to do that shit. And I said, no, nah, dude, that ain't my life. I was watching, was, I was watching like a TikTok, whatever thing or whatever, and they're literally like in 20 years that it just won't be enough plumbers and you can just charge whatever you want. Like that's where it's actually going. It's already moving that way, dude. Like, yeah. You can just yeah. Be like, they're ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Imagine, like, California where no one likes to work hard. Dude. (laughs) Like, here, like, everyone is kind of... A lot of people are contractors. Like, we're Mm -hmm. rougher, you know? Imagine the places where there's none. Dude, I couldn't... Dude, seeing what some people charge, dude, and, like... But it's warranted because, guess what? Like, a lot... Not all the time, but a lot of times it's warranted because... Busy. Yeah. And so... Supply and demand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's wild. Okay. I have an idea for you, too. Okay. Someday in the future, I'll have to like set it up and get it figured out. I think we should have like five or six of us down in the basement, fucking doing a three-hour live stream. Okay, oh, cool. As long as there's air conditioning. Yeah, there's AC. It's downstairs. a lot cooler downstairs. Dude, downstairs. Yeah, God. dude. Honestly, I'm dying. This still, babe. This gotta be like the last one we do up you here. Do, yeah, Wisco real like board or something, and just that'd be cool. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'd have to get some stuff figured out. I think. Right now, we could do um, probably six mics. That'd be plenty. Yeah. Mm, possibly six mics, yeah. We'll figure it out. I do, yeah. Want, something I really want to get into is, like, it's tough to do with it being at our house. I want to, like, start doing podcasts with, like, the guys that come for Wisco Rio. Yeah. That'd be sick. Like, then the, have them come the night before. Be like, hey, you can stay in my Airbnb for free. Hop on the podcast with us. Boom. Yeah. Oh. But we don't want to, like, bring people to our house, so. Which, I don't know. I guess if we made the basement nicer, maybe it should be okay. Hey, you got a big backyard. You could make a mini house back there. I want, dude. Start charging. There's a couple houses down. This uh, family has this sweet-ass garage that, like, you can see the, like, because it has a big, clear door. So the loft? A nice. No. No, no, no. But it's but, like a. It's like a, they have a hot tub in there. Yeah. There's a couch. There's a bar. Like Sick. it's super nice. And Sam's I want trying you, to get me to build one. I want Sean to build me one. No, I think it's smart. Yeah. Only gonna increase value. Tell me how to do some work. We should have Hell yeah. Joe on here. That would have been cool. I know. I dude. know, yeah. Next time he's in town, I can. Or we'll bring yeah. like uh, we could Travel. bring our road mics and we could go over there and yeah. Pop them. I like them. Dupont Show's good. All right, Ryan. Next time we chat. I'm going to ask you about the vision of uh, Stable yeah. and how it's going to... to think about it, actually. Yeah, yeah. we'll have you come on in a couple of weeks. We could Cat. have Cody on, too, possibly. Yeah. We're in the, uh, need a bigger chair. You need a lot bigger chair. Sean's going to make me probably move this into the basement. We're so. going to the basement, dude. Yeah. I you, can't fucking you do got to buy me a nicer couch. Cody would like it, I think, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining, Ryan. Um, guys, 
check us out on the YouTubes. Check us out uh, on Instagram where we post never. Yep. Cool. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.